Rihanna, I'm coming for you. <laughs> now it begins. Welcome to Vassals of Kingsgrave for our uh, Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 3, Dragon Cast Review. I'll be your host for the evening, Adam, also known as Drowned Snow on the podcast of Ice and Fire Forums. And with me tonight, we have... This is Matt Varley on the forums. This is Greg, Claudius the Fool on the forums. This is Casey, Blue-Eyed Queen on the forums. This is Katie, Lady Griffin on the forums. This is Paul, and my forum name is Pod's Plight. This is Small Paul, Sir General on the forums. This is uh, Jeff, Jeff Latine on the forums. And so there you have it. Uh, we might be joined by one or two more vassals as the night goes on. Um, let's just jump right into it. And um, this episode was called Oathbreaker slash The Tower of No Joy. So let's uh, let's get into the lemon cake ratings, Matt. Uh, on the forums, I gave it a 3.5, and I stand by that. Um, it was good, not great. There are definitely... I mean, King's Landing and Marine are, like, forgettable scenes. Uh, except for, like, you know, Kyburn trying to be like, well, come into my van and have some candy, <laughs> little kids. That's <laughs> fucking creepy. Uh, Tower of Joy... I, was really good, but, you know, gave a little bit of blue balls because, uh, you know, we didn't see what happened actually in the tower. And also, we're missing, you know, seven versus three. Like, was it too much? So, yeah. yeah. So, a a Uh, 3.5 for you, Matt, that's basically a table flip, right? I mean, on the Matt scale. (laughs) But, I mean, there was more good than bad. Okay, okay. I'm just pointing out, uh, you know, um, I think, uh, the North, the, the only issue I had with the North was in the, uh, in the show canon, it works out well. In the, it, like, if you think about it in the books, it'd be like, no fucking way the Umbers are fucking turning. Like, we know that they're already outside the walls of Winterfell. 
And okay, also, that's all of Matt's thoughts on the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Three point five. Three point five. Okay. Okay. Greg. Uh, this is one of my least favorite episodes. I give it like a two point five. It's really it was a bit of a come down after the last episode where I was really excited about the oh this is so new I don't know what's going on to just being more frustrated at pretty much everything. Um, even the stuff like once John woke up it was very anticlimactic for me even by the end of it. Um, I did like uh, Gregor. That was like my favorite scene, just his little neck snap at Jamie and that that whole like Lannisters are here to stay, but whoops, we're not that scene. But um, yeah, the stuff in the north, I'm just forgetting about. I'm just gonna try to enjoy the rest of it. But I kind of have fallen off the excitement boat for this one. We'll see if I can get back on there. Yeah. So John's butt though, that was fun. Oh well, that had to come up. Very reasonable. Just the butt. <laughs> I, yeah, I know my, my wife happened to actually be viewing part of the episode with me at that point. I was like, hey, baby, you're about to get something. and no. Tormund, Tormund, sort of the pecker. Yeah. Though, just Tormund, okay. so. Well, that's why we, he, he just explained why we didn't need to see it. So, anyway, um, Casey? Um, I On the forum, so I gave this a two out of five. Uh, <laughs> I just, I really was so bummed about a lot of things on the on this episode and I felt like the showrunners are just taking they're just summing up things that shouldn't be summed up and they're just thinking that we should assume everything and that I don't know (laughs) Um, I was just let down and annoyed in general yeah alright alright Katie yeah, I think I'll give it a charitable 2.5. I I thought it was mostly boring, and some of the stuff, it was just weirdly immersion-breaking. It's like I can feel my, my already diminished belief in this universe and what's going on sort of starting to come apart at the gears. And yeah, it wasn't – there was some – like scenes by themselves feel fine and well-acted and well-written, but cohesively it was just kind of – a a dull episode and some stuff was just ridiculous yeah yeah there was yeah we'll we'll get to that in a minute um podrick uh i will give it a 2.6 because they were two facing six on the show as they had not been in the book um but yeah well done done. there's just a lot of odd parts that seemed very disjointed and it didn't really have the engagement that had been in previous episodes and it was a bit of a letdown, but it wasn't overall terrible. That was um, so we'll see where they go. All right, on Jeff. What can I Ooh. go or? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got you. Sorry. Give the it names a were two. <laughs> um, I hated the Tower of Joy, and uh, the North doesn't remember anything. So <laughs> the North don't got time to remember. Winter is here. Okay. They remember how to fuck everything up. They might be playing the long game. We don't know, because the Umbers are very subtle from what we know, right? They're the most subtle of the northern houses. Right. They're cunts. Cunts. You gotta say it right. Uh, So, uh, last and certainly least, small Paul. I now count as Paul as well. Uh, We have combined to form (laughs) one super Paul. (laughs) Originally, I gave it a two because I was just so disappointed with just so much, and I just felt, ugh, so sick. Uh, but then I raised uh, it with another 1.5 for finally getting rid of Ollie. so <laughs> there we go. Uh-oh. 
Okay, and uh, <clears throat> I'm sure I'm sure this will become a point of contention, and I am willing to back up my thoughts. No, I'm actually I'm with you, although I think there are people that won't be. But uh, anyway, and uh, I'm looking at you, Casey. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I have a whole thing. It's okay. My arrival. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I, I gave this a uh, a two point five as well. There was just uh, there's just some really disappointing things that happened, um, and it wasn't mostly like book things that I didn't like or weird changes because I mean, there was definitely some of that. But it was just you know choices within scenes, like how they chose to edit things, how they chose to end scenes, just weird, weird things. Like the, like the end of the episode kind of doesn't make sense, um, but you know we'll get there. So we're just going to kind of go in the normal way here, kind of place by place, which we, they didn't actually jump around much. I think we only revisited the same place once in this episode. So we'll start up at the wall. Um, and let's see, this thankfully doesn't make us wait to see what's going on with John, naked John. Uh, he awakens and he's pretty darn freaked out. But for some reason, Davos is just back and ready to... Ready to uh, ready to help, but I guess I think in the uh, in the uh, inside the episode they said something about like there being a lot more dialogue and it was confusing so it got cut, which I'm not surprised. Uh, but John seems to not really remember anything except for being dead, and a lot of people take this as kind of freaky. Davos being one of them, like oh, that's that's you know nothing nothing out there. While Melisandre's like oh well you don't remember anything because the Lord of Light was like send him back. So uh, this is just confirmation of the afterlife for her. Um, they have a conversation where Davos encourages John to, you know, get back at it. Time to uh, time to keep Lord Commandering. And uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, it's the worst corporate pick me up dialogue the show is ever, it just felt so lame it was like a hallmark card like get out there and fail again son if only he you know, knew keep the your... word synergy like you know you are the night's watch brand john or, and uh you know you just need to develop synergy with the people that are left after you execute those who uh, murdered you actually he needed uh vertical integration mm, vertical integration jargon yeah, it's funny. I just put that on a resume that I'm. <laughs> that I'm <laughs> oh my god! Well, you know, with a resume, oh, it's no. all about getting past the resume bot. So whatever yeah. resume bot wants. But uh, I I hated this scene. No, I shouldn't say I hated it. I mean, we did get to see Kit Harrington's nice shiny backside, but it just felt kind of like he didn't even look mussed up. I'm pretty sure it was a uh, small ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, my first, my first. Ramsey's jealous now, Paul. <laughs> oh wow, Ramsey! Like I really care about him because you know, you know, the showrunners just really want you to feel for him. <laughs> my first, ta- my first uh, note was Kit's ass. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Queen. I, I second Kitty, that. So what, what were you saying? I mean, he's been dead, and I, I know magic is involved, but I feel like he should at least look banged up, you know? Like like he's had a hard night, at least. He looks very shiny and new, which just feels like a strange choice, which makes me think that they're going with, oh, he's the same as he was before, just really downhearted and depressed. Now. Oh, no, they, they said But he wakes up immediately shaking. He's got a cut on his face, Katie. Well, do, he's got a cut on his face. Notice, he's got, like, a like, bunch of... 
cuts no. on his own. like stab wounds all over his chest. Yeah. He should be bruised and just look like a corpse, but freshly animated. I mean, he should look terrible, but he doesn't. He looks fine. This is what, well, like we he expect was, maybe if he was going to be re- you know resurrected you know an hour later or something. The you know the body's you know kind of still warm. This is. We're talking 24 to 48 hours, right? Yeah, so... Get the makeup department in there, you know? Make him look haggard. It just... It made it really hard for me to buy that he had just come back from the dead. I guess is what Are you thinking that his face didn't look haggard enough, or his body in this, just in general? I don't know. Like, I'm thinking, like, he could have been paler or more... Like, if they had done more with the makeup and just made him actually look... He, like he was you know, the people who've been pulled out of a frozen river or something—they don't look that great when you well, like Sansa you break. in the first episode. <laughs> I guess you know, what just like someone who had been resuscitated from a traumatic event. He just—he looks fresh. Was his yeah, ass I, too chiseled for a dead guy? That yeah, so fresh yeah, and no so one, clean. None, none of the none of the uh, conspirators stabbed his ass, so uh, <laughs> that that got away. Well, I felt that I was. Oh no! I saw a crack in it. Matt. But um. You were saying, Casey? Oh my God! Um, no, I was just annoyed that John was the same too. Like he wasn't. Like he wasn't even mentally changed. Like there was nothing different about him until maybe the very end of the episode. But I was just. I was annoyed as well. Yeah. But hmm. did we get enough insight into like how he actually is? Besides, like getting revenge against the people that stabbed him. Yeah, it seemed weird that he was just like, it was just, there was nothing, it was just darkness. It's very it measured. Been like, my, my consciousness was in ghost or something along those lines, or I've seen something or uh, there, something changed, but it was like, just lights out, now I'm back. Nothing happened in between. Now, do we think that's a case of, well, they, they don't have the books to read and they just don't know, so they're like, he's gone and he's back. Or... I think like they could have what? easily done the whole ghost thing because that's what like a lot of people think ha- is going to happen. But and it would have been weird just it. to drop it in there. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think they're worried about like being wrong in ten years when the series is over. <laughs> you know, being like, oh, well, we got that wrong. Whoops. If we're yeah. lucky, ten years. Yeah, that's true. It's coming out this year, guys. Jeez, come on. I just think about like says the bookstore guy. We got it. <laughs> I check Random House every day, and it's not there yet. Don't worry. Those fucking book owners. <laughs> Oh boy! Right. You were saying something, Katie. The book owner. Sorry. No, I was just thinking of like of Reservoir Dogs when that one guy gets shot in the gut, and for the rest of the film, he's just like pale and shrill and shaky, and I don't know. I wanted to jaunt. He comes out and he just leans on the balcony, and he looks like just fine. He should be shaky and just be like, holy fucking shit! <laughs> like somebody help me walk through this crowd. And he was- and he was Gallows? so oddly posed, like I think the issue like, on the fucking table. The real issue is I was prepared to be okay with that. Um, I mean, he got up and he was like, "Oh, things hurt, and I'm alive," and he was kind of out of sorts. And then they were showing his wounds, and I was kind of prepared for, "Oh, the wounds just like magically start healing up or something," and then we can go, "Okay, you know, maybe he's not going to be out of it so much." But that didn't happen, so yeah, I kind of expected that people would maybe like be carrying him around for a day or two or like you know he he took the he took the uh the miracle max pill it takes a while to work you know that's yeah, but to be fair they did dead. keep it, it was kind of the same as what they did with Barra because when she was talking to right Barrett, he got he, cut almost he, in half no but didn't he say something like when she asked him what did you see he was like there's nothing it's only darkness so at least they're they're staying with oh that. yes yes that for sure but i, I thought, mean even Barrick after getting almost cut in half 
like gets up and is like coherent and is like okay. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, he's also Barrick came resurrection back 10 times. was also. But we don't super see lame. it. We don't see Barrick, <laughs> but like, you know, uh, clearly it's like, oh, he's his body's like stitching itself together or whatever, and we can just say, okay, you know, fine. It's just with John, we see the whole body, so we should see like, oh, the wounds are just gone, or something. Well, no, because Barrick's like still missing an eye and has like a half caved in skull and you know ligature marks around his neck where we, he was hung and you know i don't think the actual physical trauma escapes him it's just he gets life back well in the show anyway it does well in the books too I, and i'm talking about barrett this time yeah you know like they're talking about like how fucking ugly he is like he has like a pucker mark where like a spear went through his like torso like where his like head was caved in like and he just comes back and he's like man i can't remember stuff sometimes apparently pucker were pucker would you say pucker mark is one of my trigger words now because i got really uncomfortable when you said that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god pucker up (laughs) i don't even want to know why that's a trigger word (laughs) pucker mark i don't know is that a word It sounds like a Dickens character. Off the book of Mark. <laughs> okay. So, um, what else do we... Book reader. Do we, do we have anything else to say about this scene? Or, I mean, I think that's... Do you think uh, last week Tormund snuck a covert peek under the washcloth there to get a look at the goods, or that was just n- not in that scene? Maybe he was feeling a little uh, self-conscious, and then he just lifted it up, but shrinkage. He, yeah, it's cold yeah, up there, guys. He was Come like, on. I have to know. No blood flowing there. Well, you know, it's the first thing to go when you when you die, right? No, not according to the six I, would, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. under episode where the guy got a hard on when he died. I yeah, remember that. Hey, where's that the, always stuck with me. Where's the scene where John emptied his bowels? I mean, you know, unrealistic. Depends on when his last meal was. You don't always shit your pants when you die. Just most of the time. <laughs> uh, okay, let's uh, let's move on here. All right, we move on to Sam and Gilly on a boat. Uh, that's really the. Isn't whole... the next scene the Tower of Joy? Before that? No. Not a pink no. mask before mm. what the F Tower. Of hey, Paul, are you hosting this? <laughs> nope, sorry. No more interruptions. Son, there are notes for this shit, okay? Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're not very good notes. But yeah, that, this was the next scene. Uh, there wasn't a lot to it. Uh, we get Gilly being kind of ignorant and just more of her delightfulness and Sam just puking until eventually Old Town's brought up and apparently she thinks she's going to live in the Citadel and he explains why that can't happen and then she has to go to Horn Hill with the child uh, and eventually she kind of comes around and it's kind of a sweet moment and she refers to Sam as the father of her child and I don't know. I mean, it's it's a it's a nice scene, I guess. Uh, no pink mask, but whatever. Yeah. How many years have have passed since that baby's been born? Yeah, like four. <laughs> in our time or in their well, time? this is the this is the obvious problem with a show like this is they have to keep making Arya kind of look younger. Oh, a girl, a girl. Like, well, how old is she now? Like twenty. And then with babies, they can just like, <laughs> we'll just we'll just bring in a new baby, or we'll put in you know, a dummy or whatever, and it never needs to age. The showrunners have said that there has been at least, I think, four or five years that have passed since the beginning. What? 
I thought it was more new like that. I was thinking they were going to tell us this was like a year. (laughs) You know? When when did they say this? This seems like crazy. Well, but I, I I remember listening to it last year, somewhere. Look, the showrunners. Are you can't confusing this... this with the five year gap? No. They can't keep mm. this stuff straight, and we haven't. Come on, we haven't going, gotten, going guys, We haven't gotten any concrete passage of, course of time, like from the show itself. So I mean... it's just that dragons grow grow a lot quicker than babies. They can get very big very quick. Uh. <laughs> and so once you're yeah. not a baby, you actually age up quite a bit faster. So the showrunner just stay a baby for a while. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no worries. I was just saying that the showrunners are worse than George with time. <laughs> they're worse than George with everything, if you ask me. Actually, they're better than George with time because they're actually putting out their product, to, like you know, at deadline. Ooh. Oh, I said it. I said it. What? Yeah. Greg's gonna find you. Yeah, it's okay. I'll just I'll just edit that out so that you don't get death threats. Um, yeah. So how do we? I mean, this is kind of. It's nice to see Sam again, right? It's nice to know we'll be seeing Old Town soon, I guess. Um, This is. I mean, this is everything that we kind of. This is nothing new, right? This is just a filler scene. I'm just glad it was a scene that didn't make me angry. That was the. That was the redeeming quality of the show that this was a scene that didn't piss me off and I actually went, Aw, this yeah. is kinda cute. It's it's there's nothing wrong with it, it's just not a very exciting scene. It's just other than the fact that you get to see these characters again. Well, we haven't seen him since probably what episode six or seven last year before he left for the wall or left the wall. Didn't he leave there. earlier? I can't remember yeah. now, but it felt like he, he left before Maester Eamon died. Yeah. yeah. John Bradley Sam... never annoys me. He, I, I'm always happy to see him. He's he's one of my favorite actors. Do you think Sam would actually want to go back to Horn Hill and bring Gilly there? Or that's just Absolutely a not. complete made-up thing? Uh, isn't that what he's doing in the books, though? He's sending her there? That'd be great. Uh, that's the plan, not, but... Yeah, but he's not going, right? Yeah. No, I, I don't think he was actually going to show up, but... Anyway, hopefully next week we get some, you know, rummy breast milk and we can call it a day. Um, we ready to move on? Yep. All right. Let's get it over with. <laughs> so the uh, the Tower of Spain, or I mean the Tower of Joy, <laughs> or I'm sorry, the Tower of Table Flipping. Um, Edard and Helen Reed arrive uh, with Bran and that dude from Star Wars observing them very creepily. Uh, we get a few decent lines. You know, I look through on the trident. Uh, now it begins. No, now it ends. Okay, sure. Uh, seven against three, that's pretty intimidating. They've moved it down to six on two, which maybe is actually worse odds, right? Uh, do we know who they cut from the, uh, from the Kingsguard and from the... I'm guessing it's Hightower. Yeah, they cut Sir Gerald. That's what it seems like. My favorite. But, uh, it doesn't really matter because it seems like Went dies after about two seconds and they kill a couple of Northmen and we're down to four to one really quickly just so we can get dual blade Arthur Dane being kind of badass, which... Is probably not what anyone pictured, but I mean, whatever. He... Well, yeah, Swords of I the Morning and all, but <laughs> yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. But at the same time, like all I wanted was him to to just kind of you know to, to prove that he's like the best swordsman in the land and what. But they did it in like the most mortal combat way possible, and you know it, it's fine when he's like I started to buy it a little toward the end when it's just him and Ned, where I'm like, okay, it's kind of a misdirection thing. It's almost like a water dancer, but when it's him against like. 
five other guys and he's just spinning the swords it's around. So it looks choreographed. So, it's so very choreographed. It's silly. Yeah. But it, it again, it looks cool and it's quick and I'm not going to I'm not going to harsh on that part of it too much personally. Um, but how do we feel here the fact that only only one of the king's guard is named only two of the people are named in uh, Ned's company, which I guess makes sense. Why cut the dialogue, man? Well, see, this uh. is the one part where I kind of agree with them because remember when we did the FCR and like when they watching these videos, that dialogue I don't think anyone would actually talk like that. It's very Shakespearean, it's very over the top, and I don't think it would play well in an actual conversation. It's easier to read on the page because like he says, he just keeps asking him questions. Like at one and point, it was just in Ned's yeah. dream that he was remembering right. that dialogue. Yeah. And I think Ned's dream is also a bit skewed, personally. Mm-hmm. But still, it's epic. It's epic lines. In the, and yeah, in the dream, a little bit of it. Right. In the dream, his lines are: "We looked for you on the Twiden. Try to Twiden. 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 and you work there. Wesley Wabbits. Those Twiden. Jesus. Rihanna, I'm coming for you. What's up, Shaq? It's good that Ned keeps the exact same hairdo and outfit for 20 years yeah. so that he can look the same. Hey, he grows a beard. He to improve, though, over time. Oh my god, I did not like the actor. That, Other than, like, he looked like kind Ned, of. but... He, was dr- you know. he looked like a cosplayer dressed as young Ned. Let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is. I mean, look, like I'm okay with like the actor not looking exactly like Ned, but I'm what I'm not okay with is it, he like especially when he killed uh uh when he killed yeah like the last blow I was just like that's not really a Ned move. He wasn't good. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna say that maybe this is shot poorly, and because we're clearly supposed to think that Ned's doing something mm-hmm. dishonorable, right? But I did not pick that up at all. Like I picked up that that's what they wanted us to think. But I didn't even get that either. But well, because Helen Reed comes and gets the guy in the jugular, he's dead. Like Ned is just like finishing him off as like I. It's kind of like an honorable like quick kill for a worthy foe. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, but his is, facial expression. But yeah, his facial expression and and Bloodraven talking to Bran and being like, "Oh, look at that man! Your dad's a chump." Like not really. Actually, what was he supposed to do? Just watch him bleed out? Like that's brutal. Like finish the guy off. Like. Yeah, he deserved a quick death. Howland, I think, if you want to say someone was wasn't honorable, you could say it was Howlin' Reed. But you know, you're fighting for your life, so whatever. Maybe maybe Ned was yeah. supposed to punch Howland like uh, Jamie punched the guy that stabbed Ned in the when they fought back in the yeah. And, and I guess they were already they were already four <laughs> on one with this dude. Like, obviously, honor is not that. Not, you know, you don't always go. Well, let's just have even fights in our war. You know, one on one, everyone. Like, it just doesn't work like that. So pick a fight, four- buddy. Four on one with Helen Reed, like two red shirts and a Dornishman. It looked like it. He had a, yeah, there was a guy with a towel on his head, just kind of like standing in the background. I'm like, who's that supposed to be? Not to be racist, but that's yep. not a northern look. And there would have been no. I mean, who would this have been? A local guide or something? Like, no, there's no one that would have been in, in Ned's house like that. But let's see. No, okay, so let's just they say let's re- who's in his house. Yeah, as I say, let's let's recap real quick. So who on um, well, the books, but not in the who was, yeah, who was on? The show. Yeah, it doesn't matter in the show, but in the, it was all northern people. In the book, it, it was Helen Reed, 
William Dustin, Dustin. Uh, Glover, Martin Cassell, Theo Wool, and Sir Mark Risewell. So yeah, that's what I said. Exactly what I said. <laughs> a lot of a lot of names, a lot of names <laughs> well done, that we Greg. know from later on. Um, Lady Dustin, etc., etc. So, but all of these, these were none of these were anyone significant, right? Like, other than Howland Reed, these were just people riding with him. Yeah, I'm shocked red, that they included shirts, Howland and... Reed. I was trying to look at like the insignia on their shields, but as far as I could tell, there was no like no there was no stallion or anything on any of these. Yeah, they, they've so, kind of the heraldry, unless it's one of the big houses, they've kind of just dumped that. Yeah, yeah. they just give them the obvious Northman, you know, Monty Python helmets. So you know, uh, yeah, that's that Northman look. Arthur oh. Dane was he not Dornish enough? Yeah, he didn't look Dornish. Which sword was which sword well, was freaking uh, sword of the morning? The one in his right hand that he which held out. He's got one epic sword and one shitty sword. Kind of, yeah. Two shitty swords. It was the lamest uh, dawn sword we've ever seen. Yeah, though the Danes aren't supposed to really look Dornish because they're it's one of the to... the rocky Dornishmen. Look Targaryen. A yeah, look. Yeah. 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 Silver hair. Always freaking blonde hair. But what about Wink getting stabbed through the neck by Ned? Rough. Yeah, like they it, they clearly just like Arthur Dame was their whole. That was it. They're, we just want to have a quick, you know, badass scene with Arthur Dame, and let's get rid of this other guy who we're not going to name. I feel like I feel like Went showed up by accident. Yeah. And they they originally like said, all right, we're just going to have Arthur Dame fight these guys. No Gerald Hightower. No Ar- uh, No Went. He's Targaryen. And then went, and then Went. Then Went showed up, and they're like, ah, shit. Well, here, Ned, you can just stab him in the neck within, like, five seconds. What what I don't understand, and, and we saw this when we saw the trailer, and we see the Targaryen symbol, and they want people to know, ooh, Targaryens, dragons. They want that to be in everyone's head, which they could have, I don't know, they could have put a flag up or something. For, here. for five seasons now, <laughs> we've been seeing those kind of golden... Lannister-looking kind of armors with white inlay and the white cloaks, right? Could you have not done something like that? Like, everyone would have gotten what that was. Even just a white cloak? Yeah. It's hot in Dorn. I thought they were wearing white cloaks. The plate armor's not hot, though, right? <laughs> it's completely no, I cool. Thought I, I thought I saw a white cloak on a, on one of them as well. At the no, beginning. I, I just could have done without Bran saying, he stabbed him in the back as he gets stabbed in the back. Yeah. <laughs> but, but why is or, that considered he's as... he's better than my father. Yeah. He, I mean, to be fair, Helen Reed had already been stabbed, right? And then he came back and he killed the guy who stabbed him. I mean, was he supposed to present himself, bow, and then throw his knife in his face? Like, he took his chance. Excuse me, sir, I have a retort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns around. That's, that's the issue right there is, I mean, like... Ned wasn't the one that did that and like oh Ned's a little bitch like what no like he didn't do that I just always envisioned like just Dane gets like small slashes across the arms and like the legs and slowly just wears down and maybe one of the slashes was like poisonous like he slowly gets weaker and then finally Ned delivers the final blow or something not just this flurry of activity and then just getting stabbed through the neck I liked it. Yeah. I liked that part. Like, as much mm. as I derided the fight, I do like that this... It felt very sad. It's like this guy who's so awesome and so legendary, but he can be taken down just as easily as anybody by a cheap shot. 
if nothing else. Hmm. Yeah, Does anybody... it's very much like, uh, what was the Stark's, uh, head of, like, Jory security? Could... Jory, yeah. Yeah. Like, he uh... was, by all rights, a good fighter, and he just got taken down. That was yeah, that was brutal, and we've we you'd even forgotten you'd forgotten his name. It was so long ago, man. Well, but in the show, in the in the books, he was he was killed by Lannister guardsmen because Jamie Lannister just left. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody watch Black Sails? Yes. I watched did like you, half did you the recognize first Arthur Dane? season. Oh, Is Arthur, Arthur Dane, pirate. What? Oh yes, the guy that isn't, played Arthur isn't he Dane like the governor? Woods Rogers, the yes. main governor guy of the last season. That's right. So they got an actual actor to play a role for just a couple of minutes and then be dead. <laughs> uh, what about? Um, that's interesting. I don't know why I didn't recognize him in the scene. I guess because we only saw his face for a second. But and he's a different hairdo. Yeah, I, guess. I was like, he looks familiar, and then I was just, I was just too focused on what was going on. But what about the line, uh, I wish you, what does he he say, I wish you luck in the wars to come? Yep. Throwback. Why not have that dialogue, ugh. Like, just give us that, like, little bit. Why not do the entire dialogue? I don't understand. Are you saying D&D aren't being generous to book readers? I, I'm sorry. Sir. The I, I this must season. Recall. You should be happy with that, man. That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> hey, worry. remember the umbers? Yeah, because most people didn't. Mm. What about next week when the Manderleys pledge to Ramsey? But, but, <laughs> That's um, when I stop. Uh, oh, jeez, stop it. <laughs> we get we get Lord Lord Wyman. I have a gift for you. I went to Bravos and captured Arya Stark. Here you go. <laughs> and Bravos. Nom, 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 nom. No, no, no. They're just gonna. It's just gonna be John's head on a platter. What? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> Manderly bitch. <laughs> we just we just raised him back from the dead. Oh, but what about um? It's gonna be baked into a pie. Oh, oh, I, yeah. I don't think we're ever gonna get the meat's a bit pies. bad. Well, the phrase are gonna show up at some point, so we're gonna have some. Maybe they're mentioning the Mandalays only because they're gonna bring them in with the phrase. Oh, maybe. possibly. Oh my God! If they team up the Mandalays and the phrase against the Boltons, I swear to God, all oh, shit. I mean, what the? F- ah. But so yeah, no, all tables be will be flipped. In the show, Small John is still alive, right? That is Small John talking. No, who said Small John was so much. Small John was was taken prisoner. Oh no, was killed at the Red Wedding. He was taken Great at John. the Red Wedding. Great yeah. John, yeah. Is, or Great wait. John is still Great John was held yeah, prisoner. But, but this Umber said like his father sucked ass and. What could be crow's food or yeah, horsebane? Yeah, I was trying to figure out who, if it's horsebane, and they call him horsebane. I'm good. Everyone's older. Yeah. Horsebane yeah. is like ninety. But they call him Lord. Uh, they call him Lord Umber. And we're just kind of ignoring the fact. Yeah, they that do call. It doesn't matter. There could be twelve other umbers in the show. It's just umber. It's just an umber. That's all. No, I know, but I mean, is. we're ignoring the fact that, like, if Great John's alive, then. I don't know. Yeah, we haven't seen him since you know season one. He would one, technically or... still be Lord Umber. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We don't even know he was at the Red Wedding in the show. Hey, Katie. Basically. Casey. Anything? No. What? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about boring Umber stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. Fine, How dare fine. you? Are we? I guess we're done with the Tower of Joy portion of this. I found the white cloaks, though. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. They said that... What's his name? Uh, 
Bloodraven was a thousand years. Yeah, that's what we were. That's what we were getting back to. Is once he gets pulled, he gets pulled uh, back to reality. Right as we're about to see what we were all like hoping to finally actually see in this episode, whatever. And let's see what. Yeah, what, was, what were the highlights of that? Brand tells uh, Bloodraven. I'm sorry, the uh, three-eyed crow. No, no, no. I'm sorry, the three-eyed raven tells Lord Santeca. Yeah, Lord Santeca. T- tells Bran that Proto, don't even worry. You're not going to become one with the tree net like me. I screwed up, and uh, you're you're going to get out of here. That's why I keep pulling you out before you before you get too addicted. He's basically saying like the Wearnet is a hell of a drug, and stay out of it. I've been here for a thousand years for some reason, which is kind of shocking. And uh, so that's I don't know. Why such specific details like that? I mean, wh- why it, are they just saying that he's been there for a thousand years to say, "Hey, don't we're not gonna we're not gonna mention Blood Raven to anyone that's wanting any of that," which we already kind of suspected. Bridge, just like just one one more bump, just a little bit more. Come on, man! Just one there. more memory. Yeah. Come on, man! Yeah. Come just on, just a, a hit of it. that sweet, sweet vine. My teeth are a little gritty. <laughs> but I just, I, I mean, those are two kind of specific things that we get that I don't know if we necessarily needed to get at all or right now. Like, we didn't, like, who cares if he's a thousand years old or a hundred years old? Like, I don't know. And why is he being, why is he telling him, like, hey, you're, you're about to leave here. I just, you know, we got some more stuff to do and then you can leave. I mean, like, the thousand-year line just sounds like it's just, like, from any, like, generic fantasy novel where you find, like, this old man in a cave, and, of course, he says, I've been here a thousand years! Well, that's a bumper. <laughs> well, but you know what, to him, We got a ways to go, Matt. We got a ways to go. To him, uh, maybe, maybe he's been surfing the net so long that, you know, you get lost in there for ten minutes, it feels like an hour sort of thing. So, I mean, I don't know. It's also another giant fuck you to book readers. That's what I was mostly thinking. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like they, they put in little things like that where why not just stick with... Why not stick with... The, oh, I've been here for a long time or, you know, 100 years or whatever. Why not stick with that? It seems like specifically inserted to be kind of like, yeah, go screw you. I mean, especially when you think, like, Bran is acting as all the book readers, like, really? You couldn't just hold on for another 20 seconds? <laughs> yeah. Show us the scene. And he didn't physically known. get pulled away this time, right? He just got disconnected. No, he did. Like, yeah, the like, guy uh, put it, There's a problem with his router. Put his hand on his shoulder or whatever. Yeah. Jumped in Apparently is like, come back. Hmm. Also, they mentioned that, um... Like brands going somewhere again, and I'm still confused on what's what that'll be. But I guess we'll see. Like where the fuck he's going? Well, he's never gonna yeah, walk well, again. Fuck he's going. So. <laughs> well, Blood Raven keeps saying like you're not gonna be here forever. Like you're gonna leave. And I just I don't know where that's gonna be. Are like the, are the, the, of winter. Are the others gonna show up and just carry him off and be like it's time to become one of us, or is he gonna go and fight the others? We still. I don't, I don't really know where I stand on that. And now you go back south because. <laughs> In all yeah. honesty, I doubt I don't know the either. showrunners know what they're doing. No, well, that's that's a fair assessment. 
Uh, I hope they know what they're doing. They just, you know, produce an entire season. Okay, so their their cloaks are about to. Um, their cloaks might be Dorn, off in the I background here. Is that what well, but, I mean, they're doing something. <laughs> there is a script. <laughs> is there, is is there that an Greg? improv is show? There? I found a picture with the cloaks. But that kind of, <laughs> to me, that kind of. <laughs> Greg, did you just, just scribble just in the white clothes? clothes? <laughs> I've been silent for the last three minutes. That's just. I mean, <laughs> those could be their cloaks. It could also just be like a really bad horse blanket. Like I don't know, man. <laughs> they're, no, they're but he's dingy. wearing it in earlier. Is he okay? No, I mean they obviously had like sour cream like on their tacos, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't listen. I don't. No one listened to that. What? No one. No one listened to that. Is that a metaphor? Sounds more like. Is no one else seeing Greg's picture on the thread? Yeah, I still don't get it. I was trying to draw their cloaks in. That's all. Oh, it's loading. (laughs) Oh my god. Greg, you should. Greg, you should stick to books instead of uh, pictures. (laughs) We don't. We don't call you the Photoshop owner. I couldn't figure out how to fill it. I had to do it with the eraser. Well, let's <laughs> see. I am just going to save this. <laughs> uh, and we'll maybe put that with the episode, I guess. Okay, so Tower of Joy and uh, TreeNet, I think I think we're done with that, right? General consensus, how did we feel this came off? Mostly okay, I think. Good effort, little disappointing. It, it was good was to have let have it, you know, because there's no way it was going to hold up to what any of us thought. Like I haven't read what anything. Greg said. Loved it, but yeah, it could have been better. But we we got it. we got the Tower of Joy. Well, professionally I think that if it came <clears throat> with the next scene that we were all hoping, with the uh, with you know with Leanna and maybe a little more info, or even maybe it pulls away as she's saying like promise me, you know, or something. I think that people would have enjoyed that a lot more, but we might go back there. Yeah, sure. I, I I assume we will. I think it'd be really weird if they never go back there because they've clearly invested so much into that. So um, once again, there's no heart trees thought, there. They should be able to see I'm, this. I'm going to be honest. We're looking. Say that every time. We're looking at the title Oathbreaker, and they do this with the weird titles and whatever. But I'm thinking like, oh, it's going to be Oathbreaker because we're going to finally find out what Ned's oath was, and that he didn't keep it to you know tell John who he was or whatever it was, right? And then I guess it's probably not that. And it's I guess John. we're thinking John. that John is the Oathbreaker, even though well, we'll get there, even though that makes no sense. So let's move on to uh, Danny, and she arrives in Viastothrak. Uh, she's taken before the Dosh Kaleen. It's explained that like you know. You uh, you really should have come straight here straight first, and that she's committed the sin of being a woman with an army, and that's just not really allowed. Uh, she's breached Dothraki law, but I don't think they have lawyers, so I'm not really sure how this is going to go. I don't um, think they have lawyers either. I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, don't. it's like <laughs> I'll pass on this one because call I think call uh, call, but... es- call Epstein Esquire or something like that. Um, <laughs> Anyway, of course they're Jewish. it's well you know call call Goldberg. What do you say? <laughs> call call Cochran. Have you fallen off your horse? <laughs> it's um... call call Goldberg. We'll get your money for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I settle all kinds of this. well. They gotta have something to negotiate the price when they hold a city hostage, right? Any you know contracts and all that. 
Anyway, I think I think it's more I think it's more just like the magisters leave the money outside the walls. And hopefully it's enough, and they haven't insulted them. Hopefully, yeah. And if it's not enough, their city gets raped and pillaged, which is convenient Basically. because they're deciding on which city they're going to rape and pillage le- next. Um, they've all returned for uh, Kalar Vizet. This, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Is that a, that's not a word we've seen before, right? <laughs> I think it's a made-up word. <laughs> so they've all returned. I don't know what they, word you're saying. Just insert Christmas. It's Christmas. Yeah, they've all they've all returned for like Kalkan <laughs> oh, or you know Kalapalooza. Kalkan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this is the time when all the calls get together and they make happy and they go destroy a city together. Um, and. Conveniently, they can be there to judge her for, again, being a woman with an army. Kalkan's not real. <laughs> Kalanika. Kalapalooza. <laughs> Would you rather... Oh, wait, wait. We have Bonnaroo around here, so it could be Kalaroo. <laughs> uh, no, no, it can't. <laughs> whatever it is, it, it sounds just as ridiculous as this thing. So, whatever. Um... Colchella. Colchella. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. There it is. There it is. I bet all the listeners at home were like screaming it into into their radios. Uh, Okay, so... Radios? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What what station station are we on? We've got to be on the AM dial. (laughs) You're listening to 95.9, the nitpick. This is is like (laughs) 86.2 or something that doesn't exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nipic Radio, we will offend you. Yeah. So how did we? How did we feel? I mean, this this is kind of just more filler in Danny's story, right? They're just sort of delaying the next step. The dragons, basically. Much awesome. Yeah, and we haven't seen yeah save money on dragons, and we haven't seen uh, Jora the Explorer. Um, so I'm assuming he's gonna maybe arrive about the same time, which he, I'm just, he must know where they're going. He's gonna arrive about well, the same time. Did you watch the preview Drogon. for next season or no? Huh? Did you watch the preview for next episode? Uh, it's like it's pretty obvious they're going with the 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 Jor the Explorer line, the uh, storyline. I didn't recall seeing him. I must have missed that. Yep, him and Dario were there planning their great maneuvers. <laughs> well, they just need they twenty just good men and. Of- uh, <laughs> They're just gonna follow the trail of like flattened grass, right? No, they're <laughs> following the trail of Drogon's poop. <laughs> I really hope it's not as lame as, and I'm sure it will be. The liberation of Yunkai. Remember when it was just yep. the three of them and they broke in the back door and took up the whole city? I'm back to back. Well, to back. they Arthur deigned it. We've seen that. Uh, <laughs> we've seen, and I think it was actually a scene from this. I'd have to go back and look at the trailer. I think it was a scene from this episode of them arriving. You know, massive horde arriving in Vaseth Rock, and it looked like the shadow of a dragon flying over. So maybe that was just put in for the trailer, or maybe that's something that actually comes up. Maybe she goes on on trial, and it's another like, no, Drogon's here to save you again, and then ever, then she has an army. I guess I don't know. Khaleesi, where is your lawyer? He should be here by <laughs> yeah. now. Wouldn't it like actually be a little bit more believable than Yunkai, just because the Dothraki can't carry weapons into the vast Dothraki? Probably. Uh, I mean, they can carry weapons in, but they're not supposed to like have them around and stuff, and they can't use yeah. them. But you can pour molten gold on someone's head, so 
break everyone's bones. If you yeah, know. they find they find way. Yep. You, they're not just gonna like let you run away unharmed. Like, oh, we're all unarmed. Yeah. Like they they just aren't. They just don't spill blood, right? That's the big thing. Yeah, right, the laws you don't see? spill blood. So they do have lawyers. They must have had lawyers to get around that uh, that, that loophole. <laughs> like, how can I still <laughs> kill this man without the blood? All right, all right. I'll look, I'll find something for you. But we're forgetting that Davis is a faceless man, so. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> what? Oh, fuck. Oh, God damn you, it. Did you mean Dario? Dario, yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. <laughs> you know what? You know what, though? Nope. Stop Davos it. as a faceless man sounds <laughs> pretty neat. I was going to say, is, yeah, some people think sure he is now after, after his uh, <laughs> out of character moves. A man smuggles onions. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Amelia Clark. In this episode and last episode, whatever episode she was in, I don't know. Maybe it's because she doesn't have much. She hasn't. It feels like she hasn't had that much to do for a couple seasons. But now that it's like there's actually some physical immediate danger around her, she I don't know. She carries off poise and dignity better than I feel like she used to when she was just shouting commands. That's true. Yeah, I agree. She feels like she has a purpose <laughs> now. Like she's not just trying to rule a city that she's never going to rule. She now at least has somewhere to get, even if it's not Westeros. Yeah, she still hasn't broken from the Dothraki taking her and uh, fearing what's to come, I guess, because she doesn't know, necessarily. Yeah, what is? what do you think she's thinking here? I mean, what's her plan? Like, she, I, mean, I mean, could she just sneak away? Like, she just keeps demanding, like, hey, give me, you know, give me an army and send me home. And that's obviously not happening. So is she assuming Drogon's going to come, or I mean, what do we what do we think is going to happen here? Well, I think she's assuming that Davos, the Chinchilla, like <laughs> like means her no harm. So, uh, <laughs> yep. I don't even know what's going on, and that's my Chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's checking the cage to make sure it's still there. (laughs) Move on to the best, the best part of the episode. Marine, right, guys? Great conversations. Oh, just yeah, great conversations with great people, and uh, I've okay. So in great buildings. Yeah, yeah. This was so bad. I mean, I love, you know, Varys being Varys. I, I always love that. I'm not going to complain about that. And his w- w- whatever, I don't need to see how he works, but I guess this is how he works. He throws money at people. Okay, great. Um, but the worst part is we, we cut to Tyrion. Why do we cut to, like, this was supposed to be like a big comedy moment, I'm assuming. They thought this was going to be fun. He's trying to have a conversation with Grey Worm and Sandy. And apparently they're incapable of conversations. They are incapable of jokes. They don't even know how to drink properly. Like, I mean, I don't really understand. But I wrote down, like, this uh, This just feels to me like it's... I mean, it's all filler, but it feels uh, kind of meta in a way of saying, like, yeah, we don't we don't really know what to do without scripts. We don't, we don't know words for these people sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we mostly... Everything good before we got from george and uh yeah this is what we do in our spare time well i don't it wanna... just feels like we haven't gotten any real character beats from Tyrion in a long long time he's there to make jokes and drink i mean last episode i guess with the dragons that was like 
the first time I could remember maybe in over a season where it's felt like he's had something inter- like something to cut his teeth on. Here, it's like, I guess they're trying to do the indirect characterization of, oh yeah, these two people were slaves and they don't have the same life experience that Tyrion has, but it's not... Like, it, it, it's nothing revelatory. It doesn't tell us anything that we don't know, and it's not interesting. Yeah. I mean, it would have been more interesting if he, they started playing the drinking game, and they started drinking, and we cut, you know, it's been an hour later, they're still waiting for Varys, and then, you know, they're both of them are a little tipsy or something. Or you, could have, you could have done something. I mean, I don't know. Real quick, I just don't want to... I don't want to shit on the writers too much. Like, I know we do a lot of that, but... Early... What? Oh, no. Yeah, but... It's well-deserved. We don't do that a but lot. But the, the early seasons, I, especially... I am encouraged I mean, them to write we, we, You know, there were a lot of things that we'd come across, and we're like, wow, that's so great. Okay, that was a line in the books. But there was also a lot of stuff that was off-screen in the books that they handled extremely well. Um, extremely... The dialogue was great. And, I mean, a lot of that's due to the actress as well. But in the early seasons, they did a great job, and it seems like now they are just not putting in the same effort? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense that these characters wouldn't exactly communicate well and there would be some awkwardness, but it seemed, just like you were saying, way too on the nose, and Tyrion is just, like, quoting what the writers would say about, what shall we talk about to pass the time? Uh, how, what should we think about? Try this, try that. And it, they really have nothing to do. It just twiddle their thumbs and wait, and so that's what we end up doing, just... It could be fun and revealing, but it just doesn't work out that way. And I guess part of it is, like, we don't really know what Tyrion's character arc is at this point. He was kind of brought here against his will, and now he's resigned himself for some reason to help Danny out. And now that she's gone, like, I feel like we just need... We actually need a character beat that tells us what, like, how is he feeling right now? Because just having him doing things because he has to is not... Is not engaging. Yeah, and I think the big part that a lot of people are complaining about right now and lately is that characters aren't around each other anymore on the show, so it's really hard to get those good interactions. And we get Tyrion showing up with Varys, and all of a sudden, oh, you know, you could get a bunch of characters together, but no, like Dario goes away, uh, Danny's not there, um, Jorah, uh, Barristan, like all these people that we thought would have, this would have been really cool interactions and maybe getting some backstory and conversations, they're dead or gone. Also, they're the only three characters that they can show in Marine. You know, like, they could have had some, you know, I guess this was in all a small council meeting, but they could have shown, they could have done so much more and instead they waste their time doing this. But you know, everyone just wants Danny to get back there and there's something to happen with the dragons. Yeah. And I mean, Dinklage has to get paid, so. And the whole stuff with the Sons of the Harpy, like, I don't get how that's a big reveal that the Sons of the Harpy have a leader. It doesn't matter who it is. Like, they're, we all assume that. Unless it's, like, Dario, then it's interesting. Yeah, but otherwise, no one, it's, it's, what do we assume No it is? one cares anymore. They just want you to come back and leave. Like, and everyone will be happy. Just cut, yeah. so cut you're that saying, out. <laughs> so y'all are saying that if, like, um, the showrunners actually paid attention and, like, planned in advance and didn't kill off people and developed them Sandy, like, three seasons ago, it might actually help. We're not complaining about the show, about the writers anymore, Jeff. We're, yeah, yeah, we're 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 being nicer. He's Jeff. <laughs> All right, Don't I'll go on. in my corner. <laughs> we'll call you when it's good. I mean, the drinking game—it's a cliche, but it's a good cliche, and it can actually, you know, bring out some really good background. But no, I guess we're not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that could have been that could have been fun, but I know Missandei and Grey Worm say they don't drink, but was anybody else? 
uh, when he asked Grayward what he likes to talk about, he says, Patron. So it seemed like he wanted some tequila. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, but I mean, the people say they don't drink, but it wasn't like either of them, like, they don't drink because they've been slaves, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm, I don't drink because I don't believe in it, or our culture doesn't touch that. It was just sort of, I've never, well, I don't know, I always drink water, that's all I've ever had. Like, it could have, it should have been like, here, I'm gonna shove this down your throat, we're gonna have some fun moment, but, whatever. Let's move. Also, people, well, did, like, didn't they drink, uh, like, the drink of bravery or whatever that fucking like yeah. just dulled their senses. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be a fun night. <laughs> also, I know this is like not a historical show by any means, but obviously drawing on Middle Ages, didn't most people drink ale and wine instead of water anyway because the water yeah. was so gross? Yeah, <laughs> yeah water was shit. <laughs> oh, dang it. Okay, oh, let's boy. move on to King's Landing. And maybe we'll get into something more jovial. Um, let's see. Kyburn. He's got the little birds, which are little kids who speak, apparently. And they just love candy. And they're just all about the candy. And Robert Strong appears, but we just call him Gregor because that's too confusing. Let's just let's just keep yeah. calling him Gregor. And Cersei's like, excellent. To be clear, they, how did they introduce... How did they introduce him when she's when he showed her when we saw him the first time? Didn't he say Robert Strong? I'm, or I'm did he say the newest? Fairly of positive Star? that they said something about Strong, but yeah, I think Robert Strong. He he was Robert Strong, and now everyone knows he's Gregor, and we'll call him Gregor, and it's well, it should be obvious to anyone in the Red Keep. I'm not. I'm okay with that. Like you know, like the when uh, like Umber showed up and he's like, "Hey, you killed your dad, right?" You know, like. You know, that's okay, but, um, yeah, like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it feels like it's more for the people watching than the people in the room in the scene, so. I mean, Arya gets reminded of the Hound, get hyped. Yeah, I, I, okay, I, I feel like that was, again, that was for the Watchers, and I really hope that's gonna happen. So, yeah, so, uh, Uncle Kyburn and his creepy van full of candy. And, I mean, is this how Varys did it? I guess they're saying he gave him candy, that's all you need. And Cersei, of course, she's she's brilliant. She's like, well, obviously, you know, you, you just took over that whole spy network, right, with candy, so uh, I need spies everywhere. I know that you don't go to any of these cities, and you don't really know people, but you need to get me spies everywhere. So, I feel like Cersei just needs to buy up a bunch of candy, and, like, ship people out to other cities, maybe? I would li- I would like to introduce you all to my new master of whispers, Willy Wonka. Uh, <laughs> the Candy Man. Basically, basically. Can you get? Can you tell me what they're plotting in the north? The Candy Man can. Oh my god! Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But he did just say they were uh, like sweetened plums or something, and he said they're from Dorne, so maybe they're poison. And he's just gonna kill all the kids. Oh. Yeah, they don't actually have candy. Oh, I just candy yeah. and stuff. So they all look like Veruca Sal. Or something. But I get like these kids. Is, it, this is a world where they're, especially like these like street urchin type people, are never tasting candy. Like this just doesn't happen. So I get why maybe this might be kind of a motivator for them. But still, like, come on. I don't know. It seemed a little silly. A little bit of candy isn't going to get you with knives stabbing Kevin to death. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to get Kevin. Although they did yeah, make no, it but really I'm saying, unlikable I, this episode. 
I'm saying Varys's um, tactics are much more nefarious than just being nice to the kids. Yeah. In mm. the books is what I understand. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that statement is very not good. Well, it, it doesn't. And doesn't Varys mention in the previous scene? Doesn't he mention kind of like he still got his network going in King's Landing? Isn't that sort of the segue into this scene? They mention his little birds. That Kyburn doesn't have the real little birds. He just has some kids he found. They're double agent birds. Yeah, he, he had these. He had these. <laughs> these planted birds that are like, if I'm ever gone, you turn for the next master of whispers. But really, you're working for me. <laughs> oh man. I am. Um, oh, sorry. You can go. You go, Casey. Okay. Um. So, uh. Was it was I was I the only one that felt it was weird that Cersei knew who the little bird like that they were Varys's little birds? I felt I felt it was weird that she was like, oh yeah, Varys's bird, little birds. That's that's who they are. Totally, uh, Cer- I totally know what's going yeah, on. She well, knows everything. I feel like in uh, a f- oh, I feel like she knew that anyway. Like she was like, ha ha ha, like. Varys thought he was like so good, but now uh, like Kyburn just pays his little bird so much. Like, r- I mean, like yep. Tell me, Davos hey, the Chinchilla. I Shut up. Have a question. I, have a question. <laughs> I mean, um, it, like Matt, how many shots point, have guys. you had? Uh, many. You're saying in the books that Cersei that you think Cersei did know about it and she was or didn't know about. It. I don't think she did in the books, right? Because they have such a hard time building the spy network. They, they I don't well, think yeah, they, in the books she's like going off the deep. They end, have no idea. Away. She's not even there yet in the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, but she still thinks feast, that she has power. Yeah. In feast, she's like uh, realizing that, like. Varys wasn't like a spy master. Like all, all he had to do was sell his little birds, and that's why Kyburn got all his little birds. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, it is true. Let's just let's move on. Thank you. Let's move on to the awkwardest small council ever, but also this is like my favorite scene of the episode. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so Absolutely brilliant so, scene of the episode. So well. Cersei walks in with, and the only part that's maybe a little weird here is Jamie is just kind of rolling with Gregor and is just all all about this. Although, like, I mean, he's great in the scene every time. End of the scene previous when. He's like, what do we call him? Does he know what's going on? And he kind of gives him that little nod of the head, and it's great. And then Grandmaster Pycelle is explaining how we really need to just kill that abomination right as he walks in the room. And I don't know if he farts or he shits farts. his pants. He toots. He definitely toots. <laughs> it seems like a definite nod yeah. to that bad lip-reading uh, video yeah. that was on there that he was <laughs> farting all the time. <laughs> Oh, this is great. <laughs> that's like that's like two lemon cakes for the episode. Just that right there. Um, <laughs> I, hope never, I hope we never see him with his helmet off, because like every time I look at his eyes, I just can't. Like I just I want to know. And 
no matter what's under there, it's not going to be. It's going to like be the Tower of Joy. No matter how good I think it is, it's not going to be as good underneath that mask as, as yeah. it actually is. Yeah, I'm hoping if he gets taken out, it's like his face is is demolished or something, and so you can. But his skin is like blue. It's like, what, is it either he's just dead, like mortified flesh, you know, like or what? Uh, what happened? Like, why is it blue or purple? It's just, it's weird. Do you think that maybe the, all that armor is holding him together? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> just pull out one screw and pull the string. Well, I mean, they haven't. I hope they play this up a little bit in the books, and I guess this would or in the show, this would have been a chance for them to mention, like you know, like he doesn't seem to sleep, he doesn't ever take off his armor, he, like this is definitely some not not uh, not normal stuff going on, other than the fact that he's back from the dead. Yeah, maybe. they all know he died and came back, or doesn't have a head, or has someone else's head, or I mean. Uh, who knows? Nice seeing Kevin Lannister in the in charge. This is like the first time we've seen him in the in the, actually wearing the pin, right? Wearing the, uh, exists, the king. right? Yeah. Um, no, I think he was wearing when Cersei came back from her walk. Wasn't he wearing? The, yeah, uh, yeah, the he was. yeah. First time in action, though. Actually, and I think that was the last time we saw him. That was like episode nine of last year, I think. So yeah. It also, yeah. It also no. seems to be kind of reflecting a. That one scene where is it Tyrion who drags the chair around the table when he barges yeah. into the small council room? Yeah. And Jamie and Cersei, you know, they they want to be as clever as Tyrion, maybe even just subconsciously, but they don't have one, they don't have Tywin behind them anymore, but they just they can't pull it off. They're not they think they're brighter than they actually are. Yeah. And they got the Queen of Thorns mm. there sitting opposite them. I just I just love how like they come in and they're like we're staying and Kevin's like fine come on girls we're leaving <laughs> they're like out that was the best though and they played it they played it totally wrong they walk in there where there are no guards around and you know Jamie asserts that you know he's supposed to have a, a seat on the council which is total bullshit and even Pycelle is kind of like it's mostly bullshit but maybe there's precedence I just shit myself. Pycelle said in the books yes but not in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so um, and so that was great. But they walked in like there was no need for Gregor, right? Like the, the room's basically empty of anyone that's threatening. So I mean, I I have thought that like they were just gonna kill off the whole small council. Like I didn't know what was gonna happen there. <laughs> I don't know, Mace Tyrell. That's one sketchy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Mace Tyrell can't die yet. <laughs> he is the prince that is promised. So. Yeah. I guess he had a Bravos. They never we never saw him since then. And basically Cersei's plan to just be a dick and sit in on their private meeting doesn't work at all. So good work. I was surprised they didn't like lead with Kevin like saying something about like how you fucked my son or like trying to like remind the show watchers who he is. Oh, yeah. Because, well, didn't she say uncle? Well, would you want, like, the opening statement for him to be like, well, it turns out Lancel has AIDS, so you might want to get yourself checked out. <laughs> well, that would be odd. That would be very odd. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to Tommen meeting with the High Sparrow, finally, with armed guards, and, you know, being a man for once, right? Well, for about five seconds. Uh, he demands that his mother get to see Marcella, because you gotta let a mom, you know, see their dead daughter. Like, come on. And he totally gets mentally owned by the High Sparrow. So, 
yeah, I, I loved I loved the, like the kind of subtleness of this where he he's showing up, he's being very aggressive. He's got his guards. The sparrow, you know, he, I don't need my men here. He calls his men off. Oh, can I just sit down for a second in the presence of the king? Oh, hey, why don't you just come sit with me? Kind of like he gets them to basically this position where they're sitting as he's sitting as equals with the king, and just kind of telling him what's up. And it's just very, very manipulative. Yeah, the high sparrow is like textbook persuasiveness and how to um, how to maneuver people. Seems like he's just playing him like a instrument. He's got everything in control. It seems. I also felt like um, Joff, or I'm sorry, Tommen sound, sounded a bit like Joffrey wow. here at one point. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, he's getting he's getting a little angry there. <laughs> he told us he was going to last episode, so he's sticking yeah. with his plan. Yeah. You know, t- the craziness shows up at puberty, so. <laughs> He didn't, you know what? I mean, he just knows Sir Pounce. That's that's the problem. He needs Sir Pounce to keep him cool. Are, do you mean his cat or Marjorie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, High Septon's probably the best villain we have currently on the show. I mean, he makes every he can make anything sound palatable and grandfatherly and in your best interest and... But behind it is just, is like the is probably the most socially the most dangerous threat that is that we have. I mean, everything else that we have in the show is more of a supernatural looming threat or you know just crazy people. But this is more insidious and deeply rooted. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely more subtle than any of the other villains we've encountered so far. And I, I don't know if this is just the, the I mean the writing was okay, but it was just so well acted. Um, I find it funny, just kind of the way he, oh, you know, well, I don't want to punish your mom, but, you know, oh, she's a sinner, oh, and jealousy, oh, envy, I'm so guilty, too, I'm just a terrible person, too, like, just... Uh, I'm not doing this, the gods are doing this. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm just their hand on earth, you know, and I wish I could wear the nice robes and live in the castle like you, but, you know, I'm just a mere servant, Sound a bit like Bane, just a bit. Or Stephen, when you need it. <laughs> you I now also... have permission to die. There you go. <laughs> I think I forget when I said it, but I believe I said something about uh, the High Sparrow converting Tommen and Marjorie over to their side, kind of in a way. And I feel like this is another scene where that is also. I I still think that's going to happen. It, yeah. For Marjorie, Marjorie though. I feel like eventually they're just going to be convinced that that's the only thing that they can do to get Marjorie out and kind of res- resolve the situation. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like that might happen. What do you think? I'm curious. What do you think the side is here? Like what? Like let's say. I mean, he's. I mean, we still haven't seen Loris, so whatever. But you're trying to get Marjorie. Like I see what's in it for them. Marjorie wants to get out, and Tommen wants Marjorie back, and everything. But what about? The High Sparrow is he? Is he? I mean, does he want to move into the Red Keep? Does he? I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have any power outside of the city right now, mm-hmm. and inside the city, he really shouldn't have any power. But he has a decent amount of men, and they they just can't afford to cause. Uh, they can't afford to get into it right now. Well, if he has a certain amount of control over Tommen and Marjorie, then he has a certain amount of control over the entire kingdom because they're king and queen. 
isn't the more important idea that Elena's here, so Elena will gladly probably trade favors with the High Sparrow to get her granddaughter back. And ultimately destroy Cersei. Yeah. So I feel like Elena would be more than willing to help the High Sparrow. Well, they've already got that rapport, you know, that kind of snarky back and forth that they had last season. So uh, at least maybe I think Elena thinks she can work with him, but I don't know. If, if well, but my st- again, my my problem isn't like whether or not he can get people to consent to something, or whether people will will give him ground or whatever. My problem is what does he want? Like I have, n- I just I don't. I mean, they're already the official religion. He's already got a. I mean, it, it seems like what he wants is kind of the end of this system of the hierarchy and the king and the, in general, but then it also seems like that's not what he wants. Well, you know, I mean, in short term, if he can get control through Tommen and Marjorie, he can get control to take out all of the other lords of Westeros in a similar fashion and just completely change everything to whatever he wants it to be, whether it be nobody is, or everybody's on the same level or... Uh, or could it just be as simple as anyone who is not following his rules, like they have ultimate authority to to kill or do whatever? Yeah. Like the church, the church becomes the police kind of thing. Yeah. Like, nope, the Iron Men don't accept the church. Well, you need to go take down the Iron Men type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think we're going to get to that point. I don't think that um, it's going to really matter, like, what his final end game is, because I don't think we'll see that necessarily. Um, but mm. I feel like that right now his ultimate like the goal right now is to just get on Tom and Marjorie's side and take over what he can it's kind of like he wants to be the Pope back when kings and queens had to listen to the Pope and do what he said Yeah. I, it sounds like the Sparrow kind of wants it to become more where the faith isn't so much as a puppet for the uh, monarchs as the monarchs are now puppets of the uh faith yeah well, it's a true religious rule you know where he's yeah like you said the olden days but it's i don't know as far as we know like was there ever a t- i mean a time a point of time in westeros where that was the case Cause it seems like it's always been petty kingdoms and i mean going back to like the you know before the faith is relatively new compared to like the kingdoms of westeros right wasn't that the whole uh issue okay. with the the gosh, shit what was his name oh maker yeah, yeah, I mean, wasn't it Westeros more or less before the arrival of the Targaryens? Like, yeah, there were kingdoms, but it was also largely a faith-based society. Or faith-run society. Maybe it I'm... wasn't nope. really, like, faith-run, but, like, with the Targaryens trying to unite all these petty kingdoms without really giving the faith their fair due. Yeah, it's kind of like Napoleon was, getting yeah. crowned by the Pope, you know, but he was doing it with the crown's blessing, but I don't know, I never felt like the church had much control over what went on in, you know, between High Garden and, uh, you know, Old Town or anything like that. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's just it. He just wants to set himself up as, like, maybe he wants to set up a private little Vatican-type state. And also we kind of have the whole Lord of Light thing happening in Westeros now that wasn't there before. Uh, hmm. So it might just be, like, oh, like they need, a, like, another religious re- revolution or whatnot. Get rid of the the priests and uh, make the Northmen take up the Seven and yada yada yada. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, do we have anything more to say about this, or are we are we moving on? I think we're good. All right. I'm gonna sit out the whole Bravos discussion because there was nothing to talk about there for me. 
<laughs> oh, Greg. oh, Greg's tapping out. Uh, no, I just I don't find it interesting at all. A man has no opinions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> what else? How else did you think this was going to play out? Training scene, and then oh, level two. So yeah. Uh, so the, so the next scene is in Bravos. Um, uh, what did I skip? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. So this is this is yeah exactly what you said. It's I didn't even write much down. Training montage. Um, that's basically it. Like she, she has no name. She keeps saying she has no name, and I guess we're supposed to believe it now, because she drinks the water of death and gets her eyes back. Yeah, it's hard Actually, to tell if she could be deceiving them still, and it seems like that would be something she would do, but I don't really know how she's pulling that off. Yeah. Like, in the book, it feels like she's just never going to turn over. Like, I don't know if she's going to necessarily fool them or not, but it seems like she's going to get all the training, and she's never going to fully abandon Arya. I think this was the first time where I, I really got what they're trying to do to her. I mean, I mean, yeah, you could read it as just a training montage where she's getting better at being blind, but also felt like they were trying to get her to disassociate a little just by through, like through sheer repetitive pain. It, it removes her identity from her in a way, in a way that feels oddly like therapeutic, you know, maybe not in Arya's best interest, but for their interest of training her to be a faceless man. But then there's kind of the weird... Like, hey, remember that that Arya Stark? She had that list. Who was on the list? And then, you know, she's like, who else was on that list? And she's, you know, would you, what name would you like me to say? Kind of felt like, are they, are, is there someone they're wanting to add to that list? Or were they just testing her? I, I was a little confused there. I thought the wave was trying to draw her anger out of her. You know, make her say, I'm on, or you're on my list. To say that she has this very personalized grudge against her. But that's not what they really, I mean, that's what they're testing her, but that's not what they want from her. And so Arias gives the right answer, which is, you know, what do you want me to say? It could be anybody that you want on my list. It, it's not you. I have no personal grudge or vendetta against you, even though you want me to say that. The, the only problem there, I guess, was that, like, because they're talking about Arya's list and she's supposed to be no one. And she's like, who, and it was kind of like, who would you like me to add to my list? But then you're still supposed to be no one. And I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to judge her sincerity when there's so obviously the right answer that they're looking for. So it's just that she's giving... Either she's just giving them what they want to hear to move on to the next thing, or actually internalizing it and taking that on board. It's hard I to say. Act- I actually think that the, that she is kind of becoming no one here. Like the the one note I have down for the scene is literally they literally beat Arya out of her, and mm-hmm. I felt like like they kind of streamlined the mental change with with showing a physical like beating, I guess, uh, which. I'm not the biggest fan of, I guess. I don't know, but it was a good it was a good like scene to show that they're changing her and that the repetitiveness of it is helping her become no one um or at least we think no one. Yeah. I did I did note though that at the end when Jacken comes to her, she's kneeling before the heart tree and the like old god symbol thing, so Ooh. that could be like still having some tie to her past. I didn't even realize that. That's a good catch point. That's mm. interesting. I like that. That's synergy right there. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, this was good. This wasn't This wasn't bad. It's just what we expected, and 
I mean, I've, I thought they were kind of whipping through all of this Arya stuff and the training stuff, and that's what I thought they'd do, but I've seen some people like show watchers online being like, oh, they're going so slow with Arya, why can't they just make her a badass and have her killing people already? I was like, wow, I thought, you know, I thought this was actually pretty fast, but alright. I mean, they're going they're going slow with the training aspect of it. Like we've we've literally had three episodes of the waif just beating Arya, um, and then finally in like this thirty episode. seconds at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like in that sense, the story is kind of going slow. Like we haven't gotten much of her, but at the same time, we need to show some kind of time transition from Arya to no one. Or yeah, I dislike montages. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully she kills Sansa. I mean, hopefully she kills someone. <laughs> wow. Where that, that little Freudian slip there? Holy shit. <laughs> <did. laughs> wow. No, no, obviously obviously we don't hope that. It's it's John that we hope she... I mean, it's... Oh, well, I'm just going to back off of this wall. Sansa. Yeah, hopefully they meet and hug and all the dire wolves get to know... Oh, wait a second. I actually, I, I kind of liked how she said she had four brothers, and then the waif whacked her, and she was like, I have three mm-hmm. brothers and one half-brother. So, like, damn, they're going to be oddly specific about yeah. that. Like, <laughs> well, no, but Arya felt she felt they were all her brothers, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what do you what do you want from me? <sighs> but then the waif knows the truth and whacks her again. She's like, okay, i got some brothers and a cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like and, was and, J confirmation from the wave. <laughs> and Theon, who was my adopted brother, you know, I don't know. So, um, anyway, we move on to Winterfell. Ugh. I don't even, I don't even want to do this part. Um, We're farther <laughs> north than you, fuckers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, those umbers, right? They're tough. Uh, they arrive, and you know, like. We just we just keep flayed men like actual flayed men just hanging around, you know, even though that was like never allowed and I don't know whatever. Even he wasn't before. in charge back then. That now you can just show a flayed man and then you know you're in Winterfell instead of actually having to spend the CG to show Winterfell. I guess it's cheaper. I mean, you know, to just kill someone. Um, even, even Mordor is just less blatantly evil at this point. <laughs> Like, dude, like, would the Starks even want Winterfell back at this point? I mean, the dude's just, he slept in all the beds, and, you know, I mean, you can't get that stink out. Ugh. Uh, so, yeah, um, a, an umber of, I mean... Small John. Is it Small no, John? No, I think is it is it credited as Small John? I think, I think it is. Lord Umber. Because I know Small John's supposed to be in this season, but I, he was at the Red Wedding, right? No, uh, no. In the show, that's probably his Small John because he wasn't even at the wedding. Oh my God! Yeah. I thought Small John was in the wedding. I'm... You said it was his dad that you would have killed his dad if he didn't go ahead and die. <sighs> so anyway, um, yeah, he just straight up says, "Yeah, you you killed your dad. Cool." And Ramsey plays this so smoothly, obviously. Like, what do you mean? They're poisoned by his enemies. How dare you, you know? <laughs> oh, what? My my lies. They're just so... Oh, what? My my mother and my, my, my stepmother and my, my new brother? Oh, they're around here somewhere. <laughs> like, jeez. Probably no one's... playing with the dogs. <laughs> yeah, he, is, exactly. he is Small John Umber in the show. I just checked. It's John's, John Small John Umber. 
Oh, this oh, is even me. wait. This is even worse. At least make him like Horsebane or someone weird. Okay. Um, I'm still. I'm definitely on Team Ruse until pro- I mean, not Ruse, but Team. There, the Umbers are faking it until next episode or whenever it's confirmed <laughs> that they're not. Okay. So I, was that a real? That was a papier mâché uh, <laughs> direwolf. No, that was just some other dog. Like a, it was obviously not big enough, or as big. Either it was a bad I, prop or it was this, just a regular. And this Rickon is true. obviously too old to be the real Rickon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, it's like not, age six years or something. Yeah, what's going on? It's been it's been like years since we've seen him. We know it's only been months. No, wait, yeah. are you being serious that you don't think that they really killed Shaggy Dog? I. I, guess. I I, I do think that. that's one of my nitpicks for this episode is that the dire wolf head is not big enough, but they've never been big enough on the show. And I mean, Shaggy Dog is supposed to be the biggest, right? He's like the biggest and most feral. It was a big head, but I don't know. Is that yeah, but a, no, a black but, wolf's head? Other, but it didn't look any bigger than like a decent sized wolf or something. And which is in the show, just they're just dogs half the time. So I don't know. Yeah. It bothered me for another reason, not that they've used the direwolves in any great way for the past few seasons, but, I mean, for the the last three episodes, they've been killing so many characters that it's really making me a little fatigued, because mm-hmm. they're not even, like, side characters, it's like, these are big-named characters that we've been following for a while that have emotional significance, and it just... I, like, I know what the show is, but it, when there's that repetitive cycle every single episode, it... Because now it they're makes doing me, it for effect instead of for the plot. It doesn't feel like... Like, it makes me not want to be invested in anyone. It makes the story less investable, <laughs> for lack of a better word. If, if they can just do that to anybody, anytime. Yeah. And we know... Well, not anybody, but, you know, we know... Like, it seems like they're they're especially... Like, let's pull people who are relevant. Because we know this isn't, this isn't going to happen in the book. Like... They're they're off somewhere. Like maybe like maybe they die. Like whatever. But you know, Ramsey's not gonna get a hold of them in Winterfell from the Umbers <laughs> off screen shaggy dog kill. Come on. I also like, just don't oh, I'm sorry, Adam. Oh no 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 that's that was basically it. I also just really don't want another season of Ramsey using these characters as playthings. You know, it's I don't want him to like see him sexually abusing Osha. I don't want to see him beating oh. and demoralizing Rickon. I, I'm just bored of it, and I feel like that's what they're gonna do for stalling tactics. I hadn't even thought about Wait that. Wait till the episode where he takes a dump in Shaggy Dog's head and makes Rickon eat it. <laughs> like, that's yes. why I, I don't think it can no. be a ruse because if it's a ruse, there's no way that the Umbers would put Rickon in a position where he's now with Ramsey Bolton. Like, even if, if their long game is to is to use him at some point, but there's no guarantee Ramsey would have Their game something. is to kill Ramsey. Yeah. They're like, showing I mean, up with their soldier people, and they're just going to kill him. But, see, you could have like just now. done that in the room. Yeah, like, if this was if this was a ruse, and, like, Asha's hands aren't really tied, and, ah, you know, like, this could be, like, vengeance, the North remembers, but then you don't bring in the shaggy dog head, or it's quite, it's quite clearly he's inspecting it and being like, this doesn't look like a direwolf, you know, knife through the throat. Like. Although, honestly, I just realized this, he, Small John is doing almost literally what... Manderly does just with different stuff. You know, Manderly gives them Davos's head, and and Small John's giving him Shaggy Dog's head, and he's saying that you know maybe he is, maybe they, maybe they're the uh, the Manderleys. Yeah, and they made a point. Yeah. Of, you're such a, hope, you're such a you're such a loyal <laughs> house, and then um, Umber refuses to bend the knee or refuses yeah. to do anything that Ramsay wants him to do. He so he's keeping his like he's keeping morals it or whatever. Yeah, keeping, he's not gonna 
do any. It's like uh, the, it's like the guest right, like you know. Yeah, well, I'm not actually going to give you the food. Hope. Stop it, yeah, guys! Yeah. It's not and, funny anymore. And the looks that Osha, <laughs> the looks that Osha is giving Rick on as Ramsey's talking to him and stuff. It's like, don't mess this up. Keep it together. Keep it together. She's like giving him worried looks. And like, well, mm. you can read them however you want, but the way she was looking at him to like respond appropriately. But still, the only hitch in that plan is that it's actually Rick and Stark, and now Ramsey Bolton has him. <laughs> Unless the next episode is going to start with like everybody, you know, knife the long knives, just killing all the. Yeah, Paul, do just... not dare to hope it has forsaken these lands. Okay, <laughs> but until it's uh, verified, I'm going to keep up hope. Well, I I think the show could pull that. I just I'm not. I don't think D and D aren't subtle enough to do that. Lately, they haven't been. I would, I would be so happy if they did. <laughs> But yeah, it does seem weird that you're just going to put him in this position where he's going to get, you know, he's he's going to be abused. No, like if he's there for a day, right? Yeah, like it's just that that seems so you... pointless if you just want to bring him back in to kill him real quick. It doesn't seem like necessary unless well, you're going to. Well, 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 let's look at the long the long con here. What would be the thing to get Ramsey and his army and all of his supporters out of Winterfell, marching towards John, right? And then maybe you join up with John and the Wildlings, who don't know anything about this. And Which is exactly what the sides. is going to do in the books, right? So let's. But but assuming all of that, are you like? Do you really think Rickon survives that long? Like, if you're if you're the Umbers, like you're basically sacrificing Rickon. Yeah, yeah like. Sa- sorry. You're sacrificing the heir. Like the difference is John's the. The bastard reckons the actual heir and the, the true, like Lord Stark, right now technically. Yeah. Yeah, because we nobody knows where Bran is. Where they think? I mean, this dead. this could this could work if they deliver Osha, and they're like, "Here's your direwolf head," and Rickon's at my castle. You help me, and he's yours. Then I would be like, "Okay," because then he's never in danger. But you you know you walk him right into the. I don't know what what was that room? I don't know. Meeting hall or whatever. Maybe Rickon in the years intermeaning has become way more badass than you think. I was just gonna say that they've been secretly training him as like a assassin or something. Oh my god. Rickon just like in the middle of the night stabs Ramsey and starts. Or they open the door and let in the real Shaggy Dog and he tears up Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah, well they seem to I mean they've held him for I mean, let's say at least a year in show world. Like, I don't know how much time we're saying. A past. lot of years compared to looking at seasons. how big Rickon is. <laughs> and why would they bring Asha with them anyway? It's not like a uh, Ramsey would be that excited. It's for the show watchers. <laughs> it's so for the, the show like, watchers to know who the fuck this is. Because they're so, like, oh yeah, I remember Tonks from Harry Potter. That's right, Wildling Tonks. <laughs> it's not even that. It's so that when you're all these people are watching the show with their friends, they go, oh, 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 that one girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they pull off the other half. Oh, you know, like little by little, they can all like recognize someone and feel good about it. I mean, honestly, at this point, kind of resonating with what Katie was saying, I really hope that I kind of hope that they just resolve whatever is going on and it's not a drawn out like torture. Same thing that happened last season with Sansa thing again. I really. Well, I would so you just learned their lesson that they won't do that. Like I honestly so just think they're gonna be flayed next week, and that's the like end I of just it. hope that's I honestly like I mean I kind of hope that maybe Rickon also has like superpowers now, and Shaggy Dog's actually alive, and it resolves itself pretty quick, and nobody has to be tortured. But at the same time, I'd rather them just be flayed and burned right away than have to deal with that all 
torture, drawn out stuff. Then, then you don't know D and D. I mean, you don't want season three the Theon on the cross or like the X. So boring. So yeah. boring. You don't remember uh, Ramsey's line though, Casey. If, if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> I and now uh, Ramsey thinks it does have happy ending for him, but he hasn't been paying attention. Uh-huh. Yeah, switcheroo. Also, Car Stark yeah. is a pedophile, according to Umber. According yeah. to Umber, or was that just like random Umber humor? Because every gay character in the show and the books has to be attracted to little boys. That's that's the only gay characters. We hey, can. Rickon's a man grown now. That dude's like twenty. <laughs> Oh man, just this whole the whole thing. I don't know. I mean, I I always thought it'd be a nice epilogue, you know, Rickon's the king of the north or something. But all right, let's move on to the only place that we revisit is the wall yet again. And they could have just all done this early in the episode, but they clearly wanted to end this on a high note, kind of. Um, I did for me. So we got we got to hang these fools, and uh, I mean I thought this was a pretty good scene overall. Uh, I kind of respect Thorn more, right? Mm-hmm. Like I mean his reasons for everything is stupid, but like he stuck uh, to his morals. Yeah, he, he stuck to his it. principles. He stuck to it, and the way he actually worked with John last season, like show Thorn, I think is a lot better. And I'm I'm I mean I don't think he would have been involved in this. It, it doesn't make sense really, but. Let's say he had a better reason, you know, that he actually seems like not as much of a dick as he did in the first season. So, whatever. Yeah, but it would make way more sense for me if he wasn't the one that actually let the wildlings through the wall. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make it, none of this makes sense without if if they had given him a better reason than whatever, but they didn't. So, you know, Ollie's the only one who I thought really would have made sense, you know, acting alone, the lone blade, but. You know, that's just my continued gripe with this whole plot. See, I thought they were going a different direction where, like, they were going to show how John was changed, you know, after he came back, was that he doesn't kill them. I thought he was going to, you know, but then it was literally just the same thing with Slint. It was the exact same thing. And I thought he, he was going to release Ollie and kill the others, but that didn't no, I thought he was going to, like, throw his sword down and be like, this is, no, you know, we don't have to. And then, of course, no, that's the name. I actually thought that him killing all of them was a change. But that's also because I didn't think that him killing Ollie was a good thing. I don't think any of it was a good thing, but no. I just expected a... Well, but I think in his mindset, he wanted to move on, right? Because we, we clearly see that. And I think he maybe was, like, thinking, well, you know, we gotta let we gotta let some people live. Um, maybe in his head, there was part of him that was saying, you know, spare one of them or whatever. And maybe he's... He just needed to close that chapter so he could peace out. Maybe and he's following he's following Davos's advice to keep screwing up and keep making mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, but Davos gives him that gives him that line of you know, come on, get out there, yada yada. And then Thorn is like, you know, I'm sorry for you because you're gonna be fighting their wolves forever because you can't die. Well, I don't think I don't know if Thorn really understands what happened, you know. But I guess he just thinks John's immortal now. So he's just like, I don't, I don't envy you having to be on the wall for like a thousand years, sucker. Yeah. Ollie had, a, <laughs> Ollie had a pretty good stank face. Yeah, and he he said nothing, did nothing. Like, damn, 
he's you know what is he like 13 and he's just like hardcore gangster he's he's seen some shit so i could have done without seeing them strangled to death but you know, yeah that was a bit much and like blue those, right away faces were uh they got gregor face gruesome yeah, they, they were pretty i mean pretty detailed they froze so fast <laughs> yeah they did make it quick and all the end of them shit their pants, so there we go. It's seen on everyone. Well, you know, they just don't always show it, Craig. That's all, you know? <laughs> we, they, Except for Pycelle. Well, yeah, because he, he clearly had a mic there. Not everyone has a mic there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, uh, so John, uh, John takes off his, his sweet Lord Commander coat and hands it to uh, the only other <laughs> black person that we know, <laughs> Dollar said, and doesn't say anything really. The heir like, apparent. Yeah, he's like, Castle Black is yours. And then as he's walking off, like under his breath, he's like, Yeah, my watch is ended. Like, what? And everyone is like, hey, Where is he going? What's going on? I mean, you didn't hear Ed say, uh, "Wait, I think he's supposed to give me the sword too." Uh, you yeah. Look. <laughs> yeah. So he he leaves behind everyone who didn't murder him, and um, the people who actually came to save him and brought him back to life. And also, I don't think he actually left. I mean, he's clearly like, "I'm leaving Castle Black," but he yeah, has like... no provisions, no coat. Um, like it seems like he just wanted. They just wanted this moment, like Mike, drop him out. Except it didn't make any sense. Maybe as an undead guy, he doesn't have to eat or stay warm anymore. He can just live in the elements. If the next episode he's like halfway to Dorne, I'm going to be like, what the hell? He just walked really fast. But it would make a lot more sense if he you know, gave a speech and was like, you know, I, I, you guys didn't want me. I screwed up. I died. My watch has ended. Pick someone new. You know, I'm out. Or, or you know, hey, wildlings, I'm with you guys or something. Like that would have made a Obviously, that's what they've been heading towards. They've been, you know, showing him in torment and leading some kind of wildling army. No, but this, but I mean, like, the way the episode ended, didn't it feel like he just was like, "I'm out," and yeah, like, like he was he's going to be in Molestown in half an hour? Like, <laughs> it felt very petulant. Hmm. I get you're you know, being a little harsh on him. Like he has been killed, guys. Well, <laughs> he looked <laughs> rough. I'm just saying, he looks fine. I, know. <laughs> I like. I like how the Katie would have been fine. I like how the badge of office for the Lord Commander is just like the big cloak. Mm-hmm. It's like you get to wear the big cloak now. It's got extra fur, mm. just but a little bit warmer. Heart, you also get like your own like hearth fire and stuff. So come on, do you really need that? You it's also get this for annoying the, raven. Yeah, it's the replacement for the crow that's like corn, corn. Yeah, so it I'm thinking that they have to choose. They can't just pick pick one. They're still gonna have to have a choosing, right? Yeah. Well, no. Again, like, because I've like, show watchers have been like, what? I mean, they they think he's a god. He gave him the cloak. That guy's the new commander, right? I'm like, uh, I mean, maybe you could be that. That's how it works. But there should be like a like a head nodding thing. Like, I recommend Ed here, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, good. And then you know, just there should be some sort of official kind of. There are all. There are all like twenty people who show up in like the courtyard. Like, oh, there's more, there's more than that. Oh, there's there's like twenty five people so, left in the watch, though. So. Yeah, there were some more things. Yeah, I laughed though. I mean, how absurd is Dolores Ed is now in charge? This was like a goofy fan theory that Dolores Ed was going to be the last person <laughs> alive on the wall, and now he's the Lord Commander in the show. It's 
It's absurd. Yeah. It was Evidence. a joke in the books, and it was literally it was that funny line, you know, in that episode where he's like, "Ed, the wall is yours." Like we all loved that, but no, no one ever thought it would actually happen. Also, evidence. Katie is the evidence that I'm not the only one who calls him Dol- Dolores Ed. <laughs> Dolores, Dolores, whatever. Dolores Ed. Yeah, Dolores Ed. Dolores she, Ed. She he was named after crimes. his great aunt dies. Come on. <laughs> it explains why he's so good at knitting. Uh, yeah, it's just it's absurd, and I, and I feel like immediately in the next episode we're gonna get like, a, hey, John, where are you going? What's going on? And then all of the little like logistical aspects of this that we need, because clearly he's gonna he's gonna be still involved with everything. He just is. They're just trying to show us that he's no longer tied to his oath, and I guess. But now they're trying to say that he's the oath breaker. Yeah. What the hell are Davis and Melisandre there for anymore? If her whole thing was to get John back. And so now they have to have some falling out, and he goes with John, and she stays at the wall. Like, what's what's happening? No, no we, need I... a, we need a raven that's like that just says like, "Oh, it's me, Shireen, and and and, and uh, <laughs> she and uh, Melisandre burned me, Davos." And then you know, <laughs> and then, then well, she was dying. She wouldn't then, stop yeah. and write. Ah. <laughs> 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 Uh, I kind of think that John's actually like I think he's just so confused about what's going on and uh, like he just needs some kind of like thing to lean on so I think he's actually going to go to a werewood or a godswood or wherever they were in when they first took their vows. Well, he's and, going the wrong way for that. Yeah, he's going yeah, north of the wall. But maybe they'll just simplify it and put one for like put a forest in the south of the wall. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, because they or did just put, never tell you. They did like put hard home like directly north of Castle Black apparently, so... Yeah. And they... Let's go into the North Grove. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, the North Grove. I, w- <laughs> I wonder if, um... I wonder, yeah, I don't know. It's probably not gonna come up. Are you waiting for the what? foresters to show up? Yeah, you want Telltale <laughs> to just come on in? No, no, I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen at all. That's what, not what I was saying. I just, I, like, I just don't think, I don't think much is gonna come of this whole walking away thing, like at all. I don't, I don't think he's gonna go anywhere really. I don't think he's gonna do something else. There's not gonna be a episode of you know wandering John on the King's Road. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know he tries to keep getting away from stuff. everyone and they just keep wandering after him. <laughs> they just won't leave him alone. Well, he did just come back from the dead, and that tends to give you a cult following if you didn't already have it before. <laughs> cult? Fo- are you calling Catholicism a cult? Jeez. No, I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> just know, a big one about banners. You know. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I think that Wait, he's gonna go. <laughs> I think that he's gonna go to a werewood, and then somebody's gonna follow him and talk to him, or Bran's gonna talk to him, and then he's gonna go back, and he's gonna be like, "We need to fight for the North," and then they're gonna do that. <laughs> All yeah, the solutions to these problems just sound so stupid. <laughs> not like I'm that's... not saying that like that solution is stupid because of UK's. It's just like <laughs> the situation is so <laughs> nonsensical <laughs> that any solution to it is just like man, that just sounds lame. I know. Well, it's because that's where we're at in the show right now. The I only know. way we can get a good ending is with like the f- most fucking contrived shit ever. No, I'm just trying to think like D and D here. I don't. I don't. This is not what then I want. Then stop thinking. <laughs> you know what my like my my show for my like show watcher friends are saying is like okay, well they think that 
you know, it's going to be bastard on bastard, and you know, oh. yeah, <laughs> I know, right? And it's going to be one of those things where all of a sudden John's got his wilding army, which you know, for whatever reason, and the Boltons march, and then those White Walkers they just break through the wall while it's going on, and then they got to work together. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that makes a strange, strange amount of sense, actually. Yeah, why, like, haven't, why haven't they broken through the wall already? Because magic. So Ramsey totally seems the type who would team up. When our powers combine, wolf, yeah. flayed man. <laughs> more, so, it's, it's more likely Ramsey is like marching to battle, and he finds an old horn in a grove, just kind of like, oh, what's this? And he blows it, and the whole wall comes down. <laughs> he blows all right. <laughs> so we're gonna so the wildling army that can't withstand cavalry charges is gonna face like 5,000 cavalry and like be perfectly fine well I don't think he has that many cavalry like I don't know the show hasn't set this up or anything wait a but lot it, in the but, when they attack Stannis yeah, but it seemed cavalry. to be clear it seemed to me like a lot of that was Stannis's own men and so if they want to you know give what? an excuse as to, well it seemed like a lot of the men that deserted went and joined him or else he shouldn't have had that many men at Winterfell like I don't know a lot of people think that but hmm. if they somehow it's... if they somehow stated that and then were like oh we don't have that many we don't have as much cavalry after Stannis's cell swords left us or something you know then this, it could make more sense this guy burns people alive let's team up with the guy who flays people hmm <laughs> yeah well no let's team up with the guy who pays you know, and is in the big castle. I hope not. Because where did the, where did all of those cell swords go, right? They fucked off back to Bravos. They have no money, right? Like they have to make enough money to make the campaign worth it and get back home. They rode to Winterfell and were like, "Hey, he's over there. You know, we'll we'll help you out. You know, for a, a bag of silver." Should I Lovely go? Ending. Should I go over why uh, why I think the Ollie yes. killing? Okay. Give Give us your defense, Casey. <laughs> all right, so. I want to clarify that I do not think that this is a bad part of writing or a bad, like, I don't think that this is anything to do with D&D. I think that this is more, I'm just mad at the reaction from it, from the fandom or people. <laughs> uh, but In which, what, about which react to, to Ollie, to, that, like, to every, that everyone's like, killing. yeah, he got his own sort of thing, right? Yeah. Like he oh, got okay. what was coming for him. So happy that Ollie is dead. And I'm just like, I'm just, he did nothing wrong. Yeah. You know, he, 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 I mean, I hate him. Like, I hate him too. I think he's an awful guy, but or kid. But he's a kid. Like, how do you? How is killing a child that might have been that's probably been manipulated by Alistair and by all those people? How do you hate? How do you murder somebody? I don't even but, hate him or think he's a bad guy. Uh, I think he did everything right. His family got massacred. He wanted to go to the Night's Watch to help him. They welcomed him in, and then the people that killed his family come in, and they're doing a battling them and then he sees the lady that killed his friends and family and he kills her and then he doesn't have any reason to care about them or anything meanwhile meanwhile he looks at the guy the wall they killed most of the people that actually killed his village no i'm not i'm not trying to say that ollie is like unjust for like he's he's just been manipulated by what what's been given to him in his childhood like all of his families died because of the wildlings like he has definitely has some reasons to hate the wildlings and to hate john for not for doing what he did but at the same time does that mean that john deserves to kill him i don't know if that because he's a kid i don't know well, if that's the right was was right john thing. deserved to be killed no no 
But how old is Ollie in the show? Is he 16? He's 16. To play devil's advocate, he's like a man grown. Oh, I would have put him at way younger than that. I would have put him at like 13. He looks obviously younger from the rest of them, but, you know, in the the books, like, you know, John is... John is 14 when he joins the Night's Watch. And if we had that kind of logic going in the show, I'd say, yeah, that makes sense. But in the show, it doesn't look like he's a man grown compared to the rest of the Night's Watch. You know what they could have just let him do? They could have just let him join the Night's Watch. He was part of the Night's Watch. They inducted him. Well, that joke didn't work. (laughs) Did he technically ever join the Night's Watch? I don't think we ever saw that. He's an attempted murderer. Send him to the wall. He's already there. Never mind. All right. Good night. No, it was a throw. I'm I'm like 99% sure it was a throwaway line that he got inducted into the Watch. Because that's why he was Jon Stewart. Yeah. Like, we can't leave. We can't just let people hang around here if they don't say the words and bind themselves for life. Like, come on. Ah, the Night's Watch sucks so much. Interns <laughs> at the, there's no interns at the wall. I mean, you know, the Night's Watch would be a lot better, yeah, if it was if you could do like a five year term or something. <laughs> For Katie, it would be Depends way better. Depends on your crime. Drink blighted blood or something. I hate the wardens too, man. I hate <laughs> fantasy brotherhoods that conscript people. It just. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, we're sending you to the wall. No. Uh, no. <laughs> maybe I just have a deeply ingrained fear of imprisonment, so maybe it's why like my subconscious is like, oh, I hate the I hate the Night's Watch. I hate Jon Snow. <laughs> so did Ollie. You have something in common. <laughs> but I also should say, like, if if we if Ollie is old enough to like be a man grown, then this show like I wouldn't hate Ollie dying. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I Yeah, I kind of see where it's like it's the principle of the thing, where it's just like you don't kill children. Do you but, like yeah. Jamie? <laughs> what the oh, no. <laughs> Which Jamie? This or the, the book the, one? The one that threw Bran out of a window and whoa, attempted... Whoa, whoa. I mean, that that <laughs> shouldn't have been spying, okay? Because we know that's not right. And uh, he wasn't. Stitches. He was not gonna kill him. He just was gonna throw him into a coma. He's like Jamie, obviously, so he knows everything he's doing and how it's gonna turn out. Come on. I mean, there's a reason that Jamie isn't my favorite character in Game or uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, either. Is so. it the incest? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't like him in the first book, and I still like. I doubt him. And sorry, I wasn't trying to be, like, evil or obnoxious or maniacal. I was just curious. Apologies. If oh, no, was... no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. It's a good point. I'd like, I'd like to see you when you were trying to be maniacal, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> just cackling. Yours, yours. <laughs> I wasn't thinking I like... that at all, don't worry. Does anyone have any closing thoughts or anything else that you wanted to say and couldn't get in? Uh, uh, hashtag not my umbers. It's very true. I do want to say, like, I kind of put, like, a star... Well, not on the forums, but I do, like, in my head put a star next to the 2 out of 5 rating that this might change if, like, we get more, like, fleshed out character development and explanations for things. Like, I feel like if they have that mm-hmm. later on, I would give it a better rating. But given what we have yeah, I mean, right I, now, I, ex- I I expect a Tower of Joy follow up, right? 
Yeah. Um, and if the umbers pull it off, everyone will be happy. Yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> if if that wasn't Shaggy Dog somehow, then five stars for this episode, but I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't think that was actually happening until I started thinking about the Mandalay connection, so now I think that's what they're doing. So, yeah, I'll take that. But I just, like, how do you fake a direwolf? I don't know. I told you, it's papier-mâché. I just like saying papier-mâché. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, so, um, anyway, thank you guys for joining me, and uh, you guys have a good night. Thank or whenever you. you're listening to this. Thanks, right. Adam. Good night. Thank you for hosting. <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> and we all wish Zach a happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Zach. You can finally buy a handgun and... Uh, Alcohol. A beer. Yeah. <laughs> and beer. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not in that order. <laughs> no, in that well, order. Yeah, that should be actually, better. in that yeah. order. Hopefully don't get order. drunk and then buy guns. <laughs> I yeah, just yeah. don't like Okay. Wow, oh. this is all bad advice. Hashtag 21. 21 shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous. Yes, it is. Don't do that. I do not condone that. <laughs> Bye, Zach. Thank you for offering to host all ten Dragon Cast this year. No VOK has become PC. It's so bad. Is the ball in that picture? No. Hold on. Posting it now. Show us your ball, Matt. <laughs> There's only one. Yeah. Well, he used to have two, but that that's sad. not something we should ask him about, guys. Well, that's a bumper. Well, but you know what? We got a ways to go, Matt. We got a ways to go. Man, right. I am the king of bumpers, aren't I? And Fiji's like uh, realizing that, like, Barry's wasn't like a spy master. Like, all all he had to do was sell his little birds, and that's why Kyburn got all his little birds.